Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, I'm Matt Kelly. And I'm Matt Dancona. And happy Sunday. This is our... Happy Sunday. This is our weekly Q&A episode. It is. Should we get... Duck straight in. Just go straight in. Go on, go for it. You ask the first one. Okay, I can't help but admire the sheer brass neck of the New Europeans' front cover this week. Uh, Smear Starmer, the right-wing press's vendetta against Labour. Very good piece, that. Um, I recall several issues when T&E did their uppermost to smear Jeremy Corbyn. Your rank hypocrisy is quite something. Graham from Hackney. Thank you. Thank you, Graham. Well. Thank you. Um, How do do I respond to that? Well, all I'll say, Graham, is that... um, Everything we've ever done about Jeremy Corbyn, Keir Starmer or Rishi Sunak or Boris Johnson, we have held uh, most sincerely. You know, we're not trying to smear anyone. We're saying it as we see it. And in fact, I do remember, I'll have to dig back through the archives, but we did loads of supportive stuff about Jeremy Corbyn until it became clear he was a walking disaster zone and was going to condemn Labour to decades of absolute Well, I mean, my, my, my quibble with Graham would be... I think Corbyn smeared himself. Yes. You know, I mean, uh, this is, I mean, you know, you have to look at the record. This was the the leader who, you know, led the the Labour Party into being subject of a critical report by the Equality and Human Rights Commission. Yeah, not a Um, good look. You know, this was the Labour leader who responded to the Skripal poisoning in Salisbury by saying, maybe we should send a sample to Moscow, you know, to get checked. He And, you know, to the point about New European, you know, he equivocated appallingly on Brexit. And led it to the party to its worst defeat since 2019. Apart from that. Apart from that, you know. What did Jeremy Corbyn do? Yeah, for and the I know party? that, you know, uh, that the, there is a narrative which says, had it not been for the new Europeans smearing him, yeah, uh, he would have, he'd have romped home to <laughs> a glorious bit. And we'd now be living under, yeah. you know, the glorious reign of. of, uh, of um, of Uncle Jeremy. Yeah. But that's really not true. That, unfortunately, we don't have that much punch. And also, it's just not true. Also, do you know what? I do recall clearly when we decided that Corbyn wasn't for us, that it cost us loads of readers. Yeah. No, he had a... Because people up until that stage, I think um, Corbynism was, you know, there was a period where obviously it was massively popular and, and, and people assumed for whatever reason that we were on board with it. And... And then when we sort of did front pages saying how they blew it and stuff like this, loads of people switched off from us. And, and we knew that that was the case. Yeah. But So if you want my credentials on doing stuff I actually believe in rather than just doing stuff because I think it's going to appease readers, that's why we do this stuff. And if Corbynistas don't like it, tough luck by the Morning Star I mean, or whatever look, you're into. Y- y- 
if you're a good journalist and you work for a good newspaper, which I'm proud to say I do at New European, you tell it as you see it, right? You yeah. can't, you know, you can't sit thinking, oh, I really hope this doesn't upset no, you know, you don't do people focus in momentum. You know, like it, it, yeah. it, it, it's not the case. Yeah. You know, and if someone, another writer in the European writes a defence of Jeremy Corbyn, great. Yeah. You know, I'm, that's, I'm, that's... I must say, I really, I do enjoy the opprobrium that's poured on us every time we do something about Starmer, though. From the, On Twitter, it, it, they all come out. Oh, I mean, look, Starmer's whole, if he becomes Prime Minister... He's gonna. He's all. He's already being hit with the you traitor argument that, yeah. that Blair really got after Iraq. I mean, he's going to be. Yeah. The the left are going to hate him. Yeah. But the key is, you know, what counts as what work. I mean, yeah. do, it, will he make a difference? And, and, does he do? And we'll and we'll judge him by his results. Totally. And the other thing the New European has done, without sounding all very defensive about it, is we've slagged Keir Starmer off a lot as well about Completely. his st- stance on Brexit. Relentlessly. So we pour shit on everybody, not just Jeremy. We Corbyn. are an equal opportunity shit pourer. We definitely are. Thank you, Graham. Next question. Uh, fun as it is to slag off GB News, is it not time to have a lefty libtard TV channel to put things right? <laughs> oh, again with the lefty libtards. Yeah. Um, Surely there's a pro-European billionaire out there who'd bankroll it. I'm not sure there is, because if there was, I'd have found them by now. But anyway, I must admit, I can't think of one. Maybe you can. Thank you, Steve Taylor, for your question. What well, here's the thing is, um, if there is a billionaire, pro-billionaire, I hope they fund us, right, first, <laughs> first up. But the second thing is, I, I'm not... I was just thinking on the way here about, you know, would it be good to have a sort of opposite, a kind of equal and opposite number to GB News, you know, kind of herbal TV, right? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I think it wouldn't. But, and I'll tell you why, because I actually think that one of the things that makes GB News appalling is that it, it completely ruptures the idea of a news channel in the, in the way that Fox News on a much bigger scale did, which was to pose as a news channel, yeah. but actually just churn out you know, um, I was going to say opinion, but it's not. It's propaganda, isn't it? Yeah. And GB News does that. And it's stuffed full of conservative politicians give their own shows soon to include apparently Boris Johnson. I don't think that the, the world would be a better or more enriched place by having no. a left of centre equivalent to that. I think that that role is performed by magazines and podcasts and, and, and you know where you are with them and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But a news channel should be a news channel. And we've talked before about our, our mutual friend Mark Thompson at CNN, yes. you know, and I think, we, I'm, and I'm 100% sure Mark wouldn't do this, but it'd be terrible if he tried to turn CNN into the mirror image of Fox. And I, I guarantee he won't. Yeah. But, you know, that if you are liberal inclined, you should still believe in the idea of a common... Yeah ground of facts and you know science being real and outrage not being in itself a story and stuff like so that. Is that so the, is that the reason that right-wing channels do exist and left-wing channels don't well there's is- probably a commercial issue too because yeah. um i mean again gb news is not a huge sore away success i mean one it's a big i think one of the errors in the gb news model is to assume that the fox news success story is transportable to this country and in fact one of the things that is happening is i think fox news is slowly dying because you you know you can't 20 million dollars a year on sean hannity for the number yeah. of viewers he gets yeah. and then you know you think of joe rogan getting 60 million yeah, yeah, as yeah. opposed to 200,000 or whatever on fox i mean yeah. i don't think that's the future no. anyway no. but i but i also think that you know, I, I'm I'm wary of this equal and opposite idea. 
you know, because I think that part of being not like them is clinging to the kind of tedious old fashioned ideas of, you know, truth and um, <laughs> fact gathering and evidence and uh, reporting and all that old oh, you stuff. Old, you know, you I'm old an old timer. stick in the mud. Really I mean, I, and I, I don't, I find it hard to envisage. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose the closest thing we have to it is Navara Media, you uh-huh. know, and that's fine. I mean, yeah, they've it, had a really good time, apparently. Yeah, they've uh, got yeah. 15,000 supporters. Right. But I mean, that's YouTube video. But, you know, the idea of a kind of yeah. 24-7 news channel that was devoted only to people weeping into their own yoghurt. I think yeah. that's... I just don't see it happening and I'm not sure I'd watch it. The trouble is that also there's something... I'm too before... busy watching Tucker Carlson and worrying about Trump. Oh, my God. Have you seen that clip of Tucker Carlson? Well, you phoning... sent it to me. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I did. It I mean, was... it's the maddest thing I've ever seen. With a guy... Calling with Tucker Trudeau. Carlson being sort of filmed on the phone to, like, the press office of the Canadian government say and and obviously they say it in by you know in english then they say it in french and tucker carlson goes well i didn't leave this a voicemail tucker carlson leaving a voicemail saying i didn't understand the french bit can you tell me this is a message for justin trudeau that i'm coming to canada to liberate it i'm coming to liberate you merci Puts the phone I mean, down. Mad. We, 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 we mustn't talk about Tucker on every episode, but since we've started, Ugh. I mean, there is a problem, which uh, is, is sort of one for to remit, I think, which is why is it that, that the left of centre finds it so difficult to be as funny yeah. and as entertaining as it? You know, is it that yeah. we're too earnest? Is it that we uh, feel too, um, that we self-censor too much? I think, that I too, think it's that. I think it, there's a sense of, which something that I'm not particularly overly kind of worried about, but there is a general sense of looking over your shoulder all the yes. time. And saying I am worried about thing. it, actually. Are it, you? Yes, because I, I think... I don't get that feeling from you. I find you're quite courageous. No, you? no, I, I don't mean myself, because, ah. I mean, I'm, I've hurled myself yeah, over the yeah, cancellation exactly. cliff on many an occasion, right? <laughs> but, no, I just mean generally um, looking ahead, yeah. which is I, I want progressive journalists coming through to feel... I don't mean that they should, you know, go out of their way to offend people and be no. uh, rude or un- unpleasant, you know uncivil but at the same time that the crouch worries me the defensive crouch yeah. in journalism yeah. and 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 i have to say publishing as well yeah. and and certain sections of business but this is a, I th- a major subject i think also there's a self-interest in it if journalists want to be successful because i know for a fact that readerships audiences they can smell insincerity a yes. mile away and they can smell the performance a mile away and the yes. grift from some of these people no, pumping I, I, up their I, videos. Absolutely. I mean, I, but the other, there's another thing, which is, um, I actually, I mean, it's a paradox, but I think serious people ultimately have to have a sense of humour. Yeah. And a sense of irony. Yeah. I don't trust literalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank people you. who just speak. Do you mean that literally? Or? No, I'm being slightly ironic. <laughs> Right, enough of this. Oh, I'm a man of mystery. Enough of this surreal nonsense. Nonsense we've gotten into. So, uh, Mr. President, uh, thank you, firstly, for joining us. It's always a pleasure to be on the two mats. My favourite 
podcast. That's very generous of you to say that. And I would a very generous guy. I came in here. I said, "What a generous guy." I wondered whether you would extend that generosity to telling the good folks about our wonderful newspaper, the New European. Wonderful newspaper. Yeah. Build a wall with New Europeans. I wish I, Mr. President, I wish they would. You are a subscriber yourself, aren't you? Had a subscription since it was founded. Yeah. From the beginning, I said, Brexit, what a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's right. I, I want the New European. I think you misunderstood the premise of the New European. If you don't mind me saying so, Mr. President. <laughs> what a nasty thing to say. <laughs> sad, sad. May I tell the audience how to get a subscription, Mr. President? A lot of guys would do it going to a newsagent. Nah, yeah. guys. No. Nah, guys, go online. Which president are you now, <laughs> Mr. President? <laughs> John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Author of Profiles in Courage. Right. I have it on audiobook. Well, Mr. Trump, thank you so much for that. And if people do want to follow up on your fantastic words of wisdom, they can get a subscription by going to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S. And you can have it from just one pound a week. Or if you like to get the newspaper delivered, as the president does, all the way to the White House, every single All the way week. to Mar-a-Lago, I said to Melania, where's my New European? She said, I've already read it. <laughs> you can Baron, get my son, he reads it. You can get Never that. Never seen, don't, wouldn't recognise it. <laughs> he has shot up, Mr. President. What are you feeding him? KFC. <laughs> Healthy foods, healthy yeah. American foods. If you want to subscribe, and I commend it to you, if it's good enough for Donald, it's good enough for you, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. You can have it for just a pound a week or two pounds a week if you want the newspaper delivered every single week. And that is a saving of more than 80% on the newsstand. So please do it. Support our journalism. Make the media great again. That's enough, Mr. President, really. Thank you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Next question um, from James D. Walker in Edinburgh. Are you or at all con- interested or concerned about the significant increase in excess mortality in the UK since 2020? Uh, it's running at about 10%. That's a lot of people. So I did a bit of research on this. On. And it is very, very weird and, and very, very troubling. And um, last year in 2023, and this was in The Lancet, so right. you can so believe this. You can take it to the bank. Something around forty-five to 50,000 more people died in the UK than one would expect on a rolling five-year rolling five-year average. They sort of do it, and it's a lot. And I mean, it, it's not just a little blip; it's it's a big blip. And what's weird about it is that the biggest affected populations are young and middle-aged adults. So interesting. It's very interesting. So it's not. The over sixty fives. It's right. people aged. I think. I think it was from twenty nine to forty five or something like this, or to fifty four, maybe. Wow, that's a very unexpected. And that is the disproportionate um, uh, swell in 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 the death in the mortality rate in people dying. And what is it? A long tail of respiratory illness. So there's some of that, but what's what's uh, strange is that no, the bulk of it, or the or the conditions that are causing deaths that are way out there. Um, disproportionately high are heart related so heart attacks cardiovascular disease um so it's not just it's not just the long tail obviously i am not a doctor and don't know what i'm talking about when it comes to you know diagnosis but reading this lancet article there's definitely something happening i wonder i wonder if it's um i don't know i mean what is is it that um there's so so many routine tests that would have been carried out during the pandemic weren't well so so the one theory and i'm sure it's i mean it must make sense is that the doctors strike and all the, yes. all these strikes in the nhs have had an impact uh, because people uh, it was that was one of the phrases in the in the lancet article was that it's it's um acute um uh, acute responses to acute uh, conditions has have have plummeted. Oh, okay. So, the, the state of the NHS that must on be its that knees, must be an element. Of course, yeah, yeah. of course. That I mean, the you know, let's not way. look too far or, no, or no, you know no. or overthink no, overcomplicate it. The yeah. fact that the NHS is on its knees, the fact that doctors and you know have have felt that they needed to strike uh, so much that they uh, as they have done in the last twelve months, it is having an effect, um, and. It's a thousand people a week, you know, or 150 people a day are dying that you wouldn't expect them to die uh, in years gone past. So when people go to the ballot box um, and are thinking about Brexit and stuff like this, maybe also think just about the state of our bloody hospitals and how we're going to have people. Yeah, no, I 100%. And I, because I think one of the things about the sort of structural decay of the NHS that worries me a lot is. looking at dentistry as a model for the future which is that basically dentistry is now if you can't afford private you, you yeah. use pliers right yeah. which is a right. ho- absolutely horrific state of affairs yeah. um and i think that if you sort of carry on the gradient we're on now with the nhs what will happen is that people will only go to healthcare at all under the most serious of circumstances when it's too late and then there'll be a small tranche of people who get ultra sophisticated private care yeah. of an ever more and this is the great Yuval Noah Harari nightmare which is you end up with a kind of super class of people who are get health care of, of ever more complicated and 
technologically sophisticated kind yeah. and then the rest of us you know yeah. and and i think that is baked into this election yeah you know what kind of nhs do you want it, yeah it really is important we've talked about that in the past and, and uh, it's one of the things that storm has got to really uh, articulate very clearly yeah i don't beyond, know about you but I'm, I'm i'm very concerned by all the tax cut talk coming out of labor you know uh rachel reeves saying we won't raise corporation tax above 25 percent, and i know why they're doing it because they want business to feel reassured mm. but the fact is that government's going to have to do more this century yeah. and yeah. it's there are going to have to be need money there is it is going to need money and yeah. and i mean this is again the subject probably of a whole podcast in itself but yeah. it's but that whole we're going to cut taxes vibe is is disturbing all right well anyway thank you james for that very very pertinent really question, question. Yeah. and i'm sure it's something we'll well, I, do you know, I mean, the thing is, I haven't read that much about it. And, no. And, and it, to be honest, it, it, it's a big story. We should get into it, shouldn't we? We should definitely we should get, get someone we'll in, do a, get we'll an do expert a piece on in the, to talk about it, yeah. On the New European. So thank and you, James. Journalism. Next yeah. question, please. I enjoyed your latest podcast about Lawrence Fox and the dark money at work in politics. Isn't it time the BBC and others simply banned their mouthpieces from commenting on their politics shows until there is absolute transparency around who is paying the piper? Sue Leith or Sue in Leith. We're not sure which. Uh, thank you, Sue. Um, well, what we do agree. you think? Yeah, 100%. I mean, 100%. I mean, I think that um, if you're on question time, there should be some, I mean, not necessarily listing on air, but you should be able to go online and find out who this person represents and who pays yeah. for it. Well, if, if somebody is on question time and it says so-and-so from the Institute of Economic Affairs, which, which is funded by... Multiple times. Yeah. And they're voicing their opinions... It is absolutely legitimate to say essential. Who is paying you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, mean, who who who's who's paying you and why? And people have tried in the past, but never has an answer come forth. So. Yes, and um, it, it's it's. I mean, it's a good, very good question from Sue, and yeah. you know, I, I think we 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 dealt with that in the last podcast, and and it's. I'm glad we're going to do some. You know, written journalism on it in the no, European definitely. because it's, yeah. a, it's a great subject and I think we're of one mind aren't we on this well really? if anyone's out there who might wants to be a whistleblower in the IEA Whist- or something like that let us know get at the touch, yeah. two mats at tnepublishing.com yeah. next question please it's clear that social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok are harming children's lives why do we tolerate it from Anit in North London such, uh, thank you Anit such a good question it's I mean, an amazing question well uh, and it's very timely as well because um Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Meta, formerly Facebook, was um, on the Senate floor this week, um, apologising in uh, as emotively as he can, yeah. <laughs> as his circuitry will allow, um, <laughs> to the parents of victims of kids who've died after yeah. horrible after sexual exploitation or harassment on social media. Um, it's a very why do we tolerate it? Um, it's a really good question. I mean, there's there's sort of specific answers. One of which is that politics and technology. Politics usually lags behind technology, and it's really lagged behind technology in this case. And so, the online harm, online safety act, was only passed last year after years of humming and hawing, and it it has some teeth, but not really enough. Yeah. Um, and it got caught up in this whole debate of lawful but still harmful, and who would judge that? And Ofcom now have to sift through all this. Um, and the Secretary of State will still retain certain powers. But, I mean, my feel I don't know what you think, Matt, but my feeling is that this is a 
you know, TikTok and Instagram are massively important, but actually also important and possibly more important are private networks like WhatsApp and Signal, you know, yeah. which are not um, visible. Yeah. They're not transparent. And yeah. so, you know, the whole of our lives now is is dominated by these networks, yeah. private and public. And There was an amazing uh, exchange between a senator and uh, Zuckerberg in this inquiry in this committee where he was saying i can't remember the exact statistic but i think it was something like 37 percent of young children on instagram have been exposed to pornography yeah. right in the last month or something Amazing. like this and then he asked the he asked the absolute question that matters he said to zuckerberg so who have you fired right that's and the Zucker- right question and zuckerberg said senator uh, no who have you, you fired, fired. Yeah, yeah and he repeated it over and over again and the answer of course is he hasn't fired anybody because they are not driven by safety on their platforms they're driven by profit and revenue and, and, the, and, alg- everything else and, is and the algorithm that drives eyeballs to money yeah and if people get hurt along the way yeah they don't care yeah. Um, I, I don't have a silver bullet answer to this. No. Um, I wish I did. But I do think that it's one of the big existential questions facing all governments, all peoples yeah. around the world, which is we basically now have a kind of, it's like the Gilded Age and the great plutocrats of the you know, the Carnegies, and except they, they're tech people. You know, yeah. You've got um, Elon Musk asking for $50 billion for pay, you know, and yeah. surprised when... The board says actually maybe not. Well, the board said yes. It was well, the, the judge that the, said the judge. Not. Sorry, it's yeah, the judge. Yeah, judge. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that there's no doubt, and this is only part of the answer. But you do have five or six big tech con- companies that are now exercising more control over uh, people's lives than almost all nations in the world, with the yeah. possible exception of the United States. I'm still haunted by. Do you remember Google's first kind of? internal slogan oh do first do don't no be, harm don't be evil don't be don't be evil and of course it was a fucking scam wasn't it <laughs> it was a it scam. was it um, was a scam i remember talk, going to a google conference this is more than 10 years ago in Rhodes, and uh doing doing something for them and um i walked in on a prep session uh, for a session I wasn't meant to be part of. <laughs> Did they all have, like, cloaks on? And- <laughs> Do you know what? They had a huge bloody picture of Napoleon oh on the screen. God. You winded me up. Really? No, they did. And they were, uh, it was quite clear that was the, you know, world conquest session, right, <laughs> from which I was not... It, it, I was excluded. But it, it was beyond parody, yeah. you know, because, of course, everything was nice and smoothies and, yeah. you know, hey, Matt, how are you? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. but actually behind, as George Carlin said, you know, when fascism comes to America, it'll be wearing chinos and sneakers. Yeah. Wow. So what a quote. What a quote. So Next true. question, please. And thank you, Anit, from that. Mm. Oh, talking of which. If Elon Musk could implant a computer in your brain. What would you like to be able to do with it? From Ronnie in Liverpool. Thank you, Ronnie. Um, Matt, what would you like? Great. Well, and this is we should, this is on the back of the news that his Neuralink Neuralink company has implanted a yes, and and actually it's a, I mean the technology has a very serious and yeah, fantastic oh God, yeah, yeah. purpose, which is I mean as I understand it, it's to help enable people who maybe got a paralysed part of their body, yes, to, or. Or if you're paraplegic, you can control a mouse on a computer yeah. by visualising it and stuff like this. So amazingly serious um, outputs from this kind of technology. However, what I I'd feel like a to be hum- able to do... I can feel a humorous answer. <laughs> I, well, no, not really. I'd, I'd like it to teach my legs to, to run a bit faster and, and to control a football like Alexander-Arnold can, perhaps. Yes. 
what I'd really like to be able to do, if you could, if you could sort of upload something into into your head, I'd love to be able to play the piano well. I'd love to. I mean, this. What's interesting is that um, all these technologies yeah. start off with a kind of utopian objective. You know? yeah. Do you remember when Google was going to um, end tyranny? Yeah. That was a sell. As yeah. you know, uh, there will be no more dictatorships after. Right. How's that working out in 2024? <laughs> you know, no authoritarian regimes That's anymore, right. are there? That's right. Um, and and this uh, Neuralink again, like you, I think. Wow, I mean, amazing. You, you you can you can see it being used for such incredible medical uses. But yeah. I, I, you know, I I was thinking about what would I actually use it for. And I'd probably use it to order groceries, yeah, and to avoid chatbots, <laughs> and and I just I, I just oh, have ambition. this horrific, horrific feeling that the end of it all is Elon Musk talking in my head, you yeah. know, yeah, and just you know, it's sort of invasion of the body snatchers. Finally, it's, it's a mad thought, though, isn't it? Because it does feel like, you know, in a couple of generations' time, that maybe our kids' kids, this will be the kind yes. of thing, and you'll you'll upload, you'll buy from. Kindle Brain Store or whatever, yeah. you know, a a file that learns Spanish or, or talk Spanish now, you know, and you'll be able to speak Spanish. Well, well, this is the the great William Gibson. Are we doing an Adrian Childs impression here now? No, <laughs> well, like, not, not, no more than usual. The great William Gibson says that we're already in the matrix right. and that our phones are the sort of final external bit. Oh, I see. You know, and, and that... All that we're waiting for now is for the phone, uh, what the phone does, which is nothing to do with being a phone. It's a connection yeah. to the rest of the world when it goes inside our heads. Yeah. And that will be the completion of the matrix. Will be the sideboard. That, so we're in, we're in the final days of traditional human technology where you have an artifact, a thing in your hand, whatever that you Crazy. say. Um, hence the panic when people lose their phones because yeah. it's actually like oh, lose, yeah? losing a limb it's um, emotional isn't it's it? emotional yeah. and gibson who's pretty on the ball usually says you know before long it'll be in our heads yeah. or somewhere in our bodies and where does he say that is he um he's done he, uh, he said that in an interview a long time ago actually where yeah. he said um he was asked about the matrix and he said we, we're already there wow fantastic genius and that's it, folks, for this week's Q&A. Thank yeah, you, as ever, to our producers, uh, Matt Hill at Rethink Audio, ably assisted by Ollie Peart. Um, and uh, until, you have a great Sunday. Yeah, don't forget your subscription offer. If you like our podcasts, you will love The New European, and the best way to support our journalism is to subscribe, and you can do that from just a pound a week. So Go for do it. that, please. Um, until next Friday. Have a good time. Have a great time. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.